So if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you know, like what we're talking about, this, this kingdom logic, you know what we're talking about. Like it, it doesn't seem natural. It doesn't seem like, it, it just, just kind of doesn't make sense sometimes. There are things that Jesus said that doesn't always make sense. Things that just kind of seem backwards to the way that we think or we believe or the way that the, the world or culture tells us, um, like, like the way up is down and less is actually more and stuff like when you're weak, then you're strong. Or like, if you really want to live, you got to die, right? Like he's, Jesus said some crazy things like this and it's just the logic of it. It's like, that just, it's backwards than what we, what we all think and what we all believe. And so before we get there though, years ago, back when Kristen and I were very first met, married, we lived in a one bedroom duplex and it was tiny, tiny one bedroom duplex. And one day, like, and this is before we were even youth pastors, this, we were just people working regular jobs, married together. And so one day, it was in the middle of summer, we come home from work and we walk in the door and like our air conditioner had quit working. Anybody ever experienced that before? It's like 110 degrees in the house. And like, it was really hot. And, and here's the deal. Uh, when we were first married, we were really broke. Like, no money. Like, we didn't have very good jobs. Like, we didn't hardly make any money. Actually, we, we hardly made enough money to even, like, pay our bills. So, like, we were really struggling. And so Kristen, newly married, not even quite, like, fully, like, understanding, like, who I am, she looks at me and she says, can you fix it? Now, almost 20 years later, she doesn't ask me if I can fix anything. And, um, but then, but back then, she didn't know my skills. She didn't know my abilities or lack of. So I was like, I'll, I'll take a look at it, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could probably figure this out. Like, I could, I'll take a look at the air conditioner. So, so like, I, I went to the thermostat. I messed with the thermostat. And, and, like, I knew what I was doing, right? I clicked the buttons. I pushed buttons. I turned knobs. I do things like nothing. And so I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm going to go outside and take a look at the AC unit outside. I'm going to go outside and look at this. So I go outside, and, and I had to make sure it was plugged in, right? Like it just could have come unplugged. Well, it's not how that works. And, and so like I move some cables around. Like I even kick it a little bit. And like it's, 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 it's not, that's not it. That didn't work. Nothing happened. So I remember, like I grew up when I was young, Actually, we, we were pretty poor. We didn't have a whole lot of money. And, and here's the deal. Like, when you're poor, you pray for everything. Like, you pray for everything. Like, my family, I know a lot of you guys may not understand this. Like, we didn't have insurance. And, my, and like, my brother and I, we played every sport under the sun. Well, except maybe baseball. We played everything else. We wrestled. We played basketball. We played football. Like, we were always outside, always running, always doing something. We lived out in the country. We carried guns around in the woods. Like you trusted kids. Like I'd put a backpack on, make a sack lunch, carry my 22 and a roll of toilet paper in case I needed to go to the bathroom. And so, um, so like just crazy stuff like that. Like, and so, but we didn't have insurance. And so like my parents were, they were like prayer warriors. And here's the deal. Like we never had a broken bone, never were like really sick, anything like that. Anyways, it's amazing though, how big your faith can be when you don't have any money. And so true story, one day, we, we had this car, and um, we, we had issues with this car. Like, it was in our driveway, and it, it wouldn't start. 
So my parents, being people like full of faith, we, they go outside and they're like, you know what? We're going to pray for this car. We're going to lay hands on this car and pray for this car. Like as crazy and as ridiculous as this seems, then we're going to pray for this car. So we go outside, like my parents, and I'm, I'm out there too, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Like this thing is not starting. It's dead. They lay their hands on the car. They pray for the car, and they're like, Let's give it a try. <laughs> no lie, the car starts right up. We're like, what? Like, no way. Like, this is amazing. So the, like, so the Bible says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So like our AC, our air conditioning was definitely sick. So I go outside. I remember what's going on, what happened at home, praying for our car, by the way, you can do that. God cares about your cars too. Um, so our AC was definitely sick. So I was outside looking around. I put my hand on the air conditioner. I'm like, I hope no one's watching me right now. And I start to pray for our air conditioner. And like, so I, I start to pray and I kind of start getting intense a little bit. I felt stupid. I felt stupid. Looked around, hoping no one was watching through like the chain link fence, no one the neighbors saw. And I even raised a hand as like a lightning rod of like, God, send down your blessing into this air conditioner. <laughs> I prayed for this stupid air conditioner, no lie. I go back inside. Now, nothing happened in that moment. I go back inside, mess with the thermostat again, flip switches, turn it off, turn it on. I go to the breaker. I turn it off. I turn it back on. And then I go back and turn it back on on the thermostat. It kicked on. And I was like, I've got the healing touch. (laughs) And Kristen hugged me and we kissed. And it was awesome. And I couldn't believe that God did that. It was amazing. And like, and 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 there were prayers that I prayed, and um, and and even in my life too, though, there's other prayers that I've prayed. I know, like that's as crazy and as dumb and as simple. I, I like honestly, like I even prayed. Like those of you guys still in school, I know you guys like got finals coming up, maybe stuff like that coming up, hard tests coming up. I even learned to pray over tests that I was about to take, and and like my my parents were even like, well, well, but here's the deal, like. God can't bring things back to the, your memory that you didn't even study for. So like, so they were like, you, you still need to study. You still need to don't, anyways. So, but I, I prayed for dumb things like cars and AC units. But then also there were times where I play, prayed, God, please heal this person. Heal this family. Touch this family. Change, change this situation. And nothing happened. And, and here's my point. And maybe you yourself has, have asked something like this. Why would, why would we do something so insignificant? Why would God do something so insignificant like answer a prayer for an air conditioner, but not a prayer for someone who desperately wanted to be healed? And, and this is really tough, and this is really something that we can wrestle with and, and, and fight with and, and just get upset about, but this is, this is tough, and I'm, I'm going to try to kind of answer this tonight and, and as easy as I can, and, and, but as difficult as it is to explain here in just a few minutes. So I've also prayed, like, really dumb prayers. I don't know if you're, you're like me. Um, maybe you go to the mall or Target or Walmart, and you're like, 
God, please give me a close parking, parking spot. Anybody ever pray that prayer? Yeah? All right. I, I know I have. But then there's times, too, where he, he knows I need to walk and I get some, need to get some exercise. So I'm like, I got to park way out, right? And so I just, I just kind of take it as like, all right, God wants me to have some exercise today. But what do you do, though, when you, when you're, you really are sincere and you really pray a sincere prayer and you're a, a sincere follower of Jesus and you believe that God could answer any prayer, but God doesn't answer your prayer. So tonight we're going to look at the Apostle Paul and we're going to bring about a couple different thoughts along this line. Are you ready? Are you with me? Are you with me? All right. So the first thing I want you to do, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Uh, Prayer isn't about getting your way, but it's often about surrendering your will. It's not always about getting your way, because let's be honest, if we're here in this room, a lot of our prayers are very selfish. Like, God, do this for me. God, give me this. God, help me with this. God, me, 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 right? A lot of our prayers are very selfish, and it's not about getting your way, but what prayer is about, it's about surrendering your will. And, and honestly, like, this is, this is how Jesus prayed. When he was in the garden, before he was taken to be crucified, if you remember what was going on, Jesus said, Father, he was praying to God, and he said, Father, God, let this cup pass from me. And he's like, he, basically what he was saying, he's like, if there's any way out of this, because he knew he was going to the cross. He knew he was going to be beaten and crucified and hanged on a cross. And he was saying, God, if there's any way that you could get me out of this, then let this pass. Let this happen. And then he said, but not my will, but your will. Right? If there was ever anyone outside of Jesus who, who deserves an answer to prayer, it would be Paul. It would be Paul from the Bible. And if you're from, not familiar from, with Paul from the Bible, he wrote half the New Testament. Like, he had this amazing, bold faith. He had all these visions. He, he even raised the dead at different times. He, he paid, but he paid an incredible price for it. Like, and he, he was stoned for his faith. Clarify, thrown rocks at, basically. Like, thrown rocks at his head, not like Colorado style. Um, but he, he, was that, he, he, was, he was beaten up for his faith. And, and, he, and he, then there were different times. One time he was shipwrecked. And one time he was snake bitten by a viper. And one time he was beaten with rods and he was left for dead. They thought he was dead, but thankfully he was mostly dead, like Princess Bride style. But he was like whipped like five different times. And he was, he was lashed in the back. And did you know this? Like he was whipped. They said he was whipped um, kind of like Jesus was 39 times because they say if they whipped you uh, 40 times and you died, it was considered murder. So 39 times he was whipped and, and he was put in prison over and over and over again. There's, there have these, even in this whole series of books that are called the prison epistles that he wrote from prison to these different people. And this guy, he endured more than what any of us could imagine. And he was still faithful to God. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and here's where we're going to kind of camp out tonight. He's, Paul, what's going on here is Paul begs he, three different times. He's, he's going through all these things, and he struggles through all these things, and there's this thing where he, he says, it's a thorn in my side. And different theologians, different people say that thorn is uh, different kinds of things. It could have been a sickness. It could have been something that 
um, God allowed for him to have to basically to kind of keep him humble and to, to keep him from being proud. And then, um, so what he did was he asked God, he's like, God, re- remove this thorn from my flesh. Remove this thorn. And he asked God three different times. And each time God responded, he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness, Paul says. So the power, that the power of Christ can work through me. So this kingdom logic thing that we're talking about is, is, is when we're weak, that's when God makes us strong. But like, don't we kind of do this sometimes? Like, we're like, please, God, like, would you do this? Like, these how our prayers kind of sound sometimes. Like, God, would you do this? Would you do this? Do this. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever made deals with God before, right? I've made deals. Like, God, if you do this for me, I'll, I'll serve you forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. <laughs> no, just me. Okay. Um, so anyways, we're... We, we make these deals with God, and, and God says, maybe his response to you is, is not this one. Maybe his response to you is not this time. And, and maybe his response is, my grace is going to be enough for you. My grace. So, like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Like, aren't, aren't we saved by grace, right? We're saved by grace. grace. Grace forgives our sins, but grace, honestly, is much more than all of that. Um, in fact, the word, uh, the word grace translated in Greek, we're going to get nerdy for just a second because you need to know the Greek, right? But the word grace translated in Greek for this is charis. Everybody say charis. It's in Greek, and it's used 155 times in the New Testament. This word means undeserved favor. It means grace, but it means so much more than that. See, I did, I did a word study on that. I even got a little bit more nerdy. I did a little word study on this too. And one scholar said, this is a picture of God's grace. He said, grace is when God freely extends himself, leaning and reaching to us because he is disposed to bless and to be near us. See, it's the leaning in of God. It's the, it's the I'm here for you. It's the leaning and it's the reaching in. It's him saying, I want to reveal myself to you. It's God leaning in and to show us his presence. And here's what happens. We tend to say this. We, we, we tend to say this. God, like, this is what I need. God, this is what I need and this is what I want. And then if you do this for me, then I'll have what I need. I'll have everything that I need. This is what I need. And God's, his response to you may be, no. This is what you need. And and, and in this case and in this situation, I am what you need. I am enough. I'm sufficient. My grace in this situation is what you need. See, God often wants to do something in you before he will do something for you. A lot of time he wants to change us and he wants to do something in us before he does something for us. We talked about this actually a few weeks ago. Um, and and, and we, I, I, I don't know if you remember this or recall this, but I said a lot of times when I'm going through situations, and I actually learned this from Kristen, when, when we're going through situations, when we're um, maybe fighting a battle or, or struggling with some things, my prayer is, 
God, if you can't take it away, remove it from me. What can I learn from this? What are you trying to teach me in this situation? And so, but God often, he wants to do something in us before he does something for us. Like it's that, it's that leaning in presence of God. And God may be like, you know what? I could answer that prayer. I could do that. I've done it before. I may do something similar later. But in this particular case, I want you to experience me in a way that you could not if I did this for you, you couldn't experience what I want you to experience. See, we need to recognize that prayer isn't just about getting our way, but it's sometimes it's surrendering our will to God. It's not just about getting our way, but it's about surrendering our will to God. See, what we have to know is that God does not exist to serve us. I want you guys to know that tonight. God, he created us. He loves us. He does, he does so much for us, but he is not here to serve us. I think sometimes in our American Western Christianity, we kind of get it mixed up. And, and isn't this kind of how sometimes we are as Christians or as believers, we kind of say things like this, well, if God doesn't do this for me, well, I'm out. I've, had, I've seen a lot of believers. I've seen a lot of Christians. I've seen people kind of have this kind of heart, this kind of attitude. Well, if he doesn't do this for me, well, I'm out. I'm done with this Christianity thing. And my question is like, who do you think you are? Like, when did you become God? When did we become so amazing and so powerful that we start demanding things from God? We're here to serve him. Like we live to glorify him. See, prayer, uh, and talking about prayer, prayer, it, remind us, it reminds us that we're not in control. It reminds us, it, it keeps us close to the one who is. It reminds us that we're not in control, but it keeps us close to the one who is. See, like pressing in season after season, God, I'm seeking you. I'm seeking, I'm believing, I'm trusting you. Even if you don't do this, God, I continue to trust you. The last thing is this. Prayer isn't just asking, but it's trusting. It's not just asking, it's trusting. Because a lot of times we ask and we ask and we ask, but we never sit and just wait and trust. Like we want answers now. We want it fixed now. We want it done now. And a lot of times we need to ask and be like, all right, God, I trust you in this situation. I'm totally trusting you right here in this moment. I, I wish I could say that prayer is all asking, right? Like m one of my prayers, like serious, genuine prayer when I was a little kid because I thought this is how God works. I, I was like, God, um, I really want a magic wand. Like for real, this is a serious, one of my serious prayers. Like I could do so many cool things. And I thought it was legit and real. <laughs> and like, but... I wish I could say that prayer was just, it was all about asking. And, and honestly, honestly, tonight, if you were to come to me and if you were to say, Jeremy, I've got cancer, and I want you to know that, listen, we, we are going to pray for you, and we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, and we're going to pray that this cancer goes away. What we believe Here's, we believe that God heals. We believe that God provides. We pr believe that God still does miracles today. And, and don't ever think for a minute that like, oh, this God's will be done, blah, blah, blah. 
No, we, we ask and we trust at the same time. We ask and we trust. We're still, when we pray, we're still going to believe for miracles. And I believe that we're still going to see miracles. But there are going to be times when God says, no. It's not just asking, it's trusting. And, and this is what Paul ended up having to do. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and, and this is Christ talking, says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I'm glad to boast, boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Why did Paul boast about his weakness? Like, isn't our, our human nature like, I want to be strong, be tough, be tough in this moment, be strong in this moment. Like, don't show your emotions. Like, you got to be tough. You got to be strong, right? Isn't that kind of our human nature or what we're told? Like, be tough, be tough. Like, rub some dirt on it, you know? But Paul was like, I boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. He goes on to say this in verse 10. He says, that's why I take pleasure in my weakness, in the insults, in the hardships, in the persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. See, it's not the successes that make me closer to God. It's those times when I can't do anything but depend on God. It helps me know him in a closer and more intimate way. <clears throat> like, you see, like, my ministry, like what I do, what God's called me to do, the things that I do, my ministry is not more powerful now because God didn't do what I wanted him to do. But because when I was weak, I experienced his power in a way that I couldn't otherwise. And here's the bottom line, and here's what I want you to catch tonight before we jump into our fam times, that your real strength is your weakness. I know, kingdom logic, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. I don't fully understand it myself either, all the time. But he says, this is what God's saying. This is what Paul was saying. He said, our real strength is our weakness. When we're weakest is when we rely on God the most. So maybe you've heard this saying that, I don't know if you've heard this before, the saying that time heals all wounds, right? I think a lot of us, have, we've probably heard that saying before that it, like, it sounds good, but it's not quite true. It's not really true, you know, because you know, and I know people years later, after the fact, like they're still ticked, they're still angry, they're still bitter, Right. And like we, we know people like that time. It, it didn't heal all wounds like but time with God's presence heals wounds. <clears throat> like it, it, it's God's presence because God brings healing. See, over time, like you could look back. And here's the deal, like some of you right now, some of you guys in this room right now. Maybe um, you're in a place right now in your life where, where you hate it, where you're struggling, where you're hurting, and, and you're, you hate it. And I don't want to make light of it, and I'm not going to say that I wouldn't hate it either. 
There's some things in my life right now that I don't like. I wish God would change it. Like he's changed some things and he hasn't changed other things. But what, what do I do? I, I believe is that years from now, with the presence of God, I'll look back and I'll be able to say, all right, God, I see what you did there. All right, I, 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 I see why you didn't answer that prayer. I understand that now. Like, I, I see that you kept me from something. Or, or you built, maybe what happened is that, God, you built an intimacy with me that I, I wouldn't have had otherwise. Or, or you used that situation to draw me closer to you. Like, we wouldn't have been so close if that wouldn't have happened. When I'm weak, you're strong. When I'm weakest, it's when God's the strongest.